he quite ready. Yeah. I'm channeling <clears throat> my inner foo with these um banana chips. That's awful. Who is eating these banana chips? It must be a ghost. Spooky season. Hi, Steph. Hey, Ro. It's episode 291. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us once again for another fantastic episode of the Food Bar Show program. But first, I'll be at the Blarney Stone in Fountain Valley, California. That's going to be on October 29th. On November 13th, I'm at the Whiskey A Go-Go in Hollywood, California. Tickets are now on sale. They're now posted on our website. Go get yours now. And currently, set as our last show of the year, we're capping it off at the Canyon Inn in, in your Belinda, California on December 10th, uh, unless we book another one later that month, which I doubt. It's Christmas time, and I think everybody wants to chill. But uh, for more information and more posted show dates for 2023, please go to thefallenelectric.com or click on the link at foobarshow.com. Lastly, grass store, everybody! Among the best cannabis delivery services around, if not the best, Steph. They're fast, reliable, and responsive. Everything I want and need from my weed person. Go to foobarshow.com and click on our grass store banner, and first-time users get 30% off of their purchase. And now, episode 291. Here we go. From Filthy Martini Studios in Ontario, California, it's the Fubar Show. Hey, what is up, everyone? I am Josie. Thank you very much for listening into the Fubar Show. Remember to hit subscribe and be sure to rate, review, and tell a friend like a champ. You can also listen in and get our swag at FubarShow.com. That's F-O-O-Bar-Show.com. And follow F-O-O-Bar-Show on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Join in, drop us a line, and we'll foo it up like a couple of foos. Ain't that right, foos? Yes. Steph. That is right. Hi. Hi. It's just you and me again. Another Steph episode. Another Steph oh, episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not as exciting as uh, you make it out to be, but it's all we got. You hmm? just need to believe. <laughs> hey. Where is the spirit of this podcast host? No, it's, uh, it's totally there. In fact, let me... Um, I don't know how you want to take this, but check this out. Huh. Try this one on for slice. Oh. Um, so last week, we were talking about how Mark was going to be on the show, right? Yeah. And uh, and then how Josh was going to be on the show, right? Right. And then guess who's not on the show today? Mark and or Josh. Josh. And uh, Josh probably is still, um, you know, fighting his long battle with the monkey pox. Ah. Uh, and I think he also had to coach some kind of soccer league whilst going through the monkey pox. He's <laughs> just giving everybody <laughs> monkey pox. Right. And how would you do that, Steph? Just touch him. You just got to really You just touch him. Yes, yeah, my touch. It, oh. No, it's like chicken pox. So it's you, you given just, that sexual con, you know, contact is also a part of it, right? Yes, because you're touching. Because you're each touching other. him. You're touching each so other. So why even bring that up? Because there's still that stigma, like oh, only this group of individuals can get it. No, everybody can get it. Okay, just fucking chill. Dude. Like with AIDS. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and then uh, Mark, ironically, and you know, um, I wish I had it in my fingertips, and I guess I could have prepared that, but I'm not gonna. Um, for I think the longest time he's been saying that uh, COVID don't want nothing to do with Mark Maples. I you know? believe the we have that in we, recording, right? Yeah, we, we actually have that recorded, and it didn't. I, I can't. I can't say that aged well because um, COVID got Mark Maples. Everybody got him. He's uh, he jinxed himself. <laughs> he jinxed himself, bro. He was uh, saying this the whole time, and uh, and now. He is at home, probably, I'm sure he's recovered just fine. Uh, hopefully, it didn't get him as, as badly as it might have gotten other people, but I haven't really gotten a status report, uh, but he, I guess he was starting to feel some of the symptoms, and uh, I, I think he attributes that to a, a recent trip to Florida that he had. I thought he was wax vax and ready to relax. <laughs> <laughs> is that what he said? You know, or is that's that just, just something that's like just what people, people say. That's just what people say. Okay. 
That's just what people say. I've never heard anybody said that. It's on a t-shirt. Is it really? Yeah. Why don't you own a t-shirt that says this? Because I'm cheap and I don't want to spend money on it. No, that's that's fair. That's fair. But um, uh, we wish you well, Mark. And I guess we can reschedule the next time that you're back in the studio. Probably not anytime soon. Yeah. Not down for that. No, well, I don't know. We got to figure it out. Uh, and I only say that because uh, in next week, I don't know if there's going to be a new pod or not. Uh, maybe we can record it a little earlier. Uh, we've done it before because my band is going to be back in the studio recording another song. Probably going to be the last one of the year. There's a lot of stuff happening where I'm also playing uh, a show. I'm uh, recording music videos. Uh, the band's kind of picking up a little pace here. Yeah. Well, and we're so. also going to go on break. After Thanksgiving, after Thanksgiving, yeah, we we usually go on a break, and I just put a bunch of best yeah, ofs on. A few more weeks, then. Dan. Yeah, and uh, you know who hit us up <laughs> recently? Doug Brody. Oh Doug yeah, Doug Brody. I, I, you're 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 listening to his new audiobook, right? Oh, I finished it. Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't stop listening. The, to the it. Return of the Ship, the Shippening, right? Ship's Revenge. The sh- oh, sorry, I totally <laughs> had it wrong. The Ship's Revenge. Yes, uh, because oh, so good. We had him. We had him on uh, to talk about the ship, and we were kind of touching on the um, the Ship's Revenge. Yeah, and we didn't want to give anything away, and we still don't. And hopefully, maybe he'll be agreeable into being on when we uh, give the you know when we when we want to talk about it with him. Yeah, well, we don't, it's so new that we don't want to spoil anything for those who still want to check it out. It has been out for a while, and the reason why I haven't listened to it is because I have like a giant queue of books that I'm listening to. And I was like, mm. oh, I just I have to finally just listen to it because it's like it's number two. Well, in the series, yeah, essentially, it, those books can be standalone books, mm-hmm. like he said, but. Having read the first one really helps with the characters in yeah. the second one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Doug Brody provided us with a free link for us to be able to download the new audiobook, which has been out, uh, I think, for a few weeks now, right? No, it's been out longer than that. Well, well, I yeah. Mean, yeah. No, we're just it, behind. I said a few weeks yeah, because it's, per, it's pretty vague kind of timeline mm-hmm. there. That could have really mm-hmm. meant one it week, came out, two weeks, could have been th- 10. It has come out in the past. Could have been a series of weeks where it totaled up to a year. We had a shit all over it, didn't you, Steph? Anyway. I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> I know. We're on the same side. Uh, but you like the, the, the book, huh? I, sh- I need to get on that. Oh, I need to dedicate some time to actually go through it. If you thought the first book was good. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Then you're going to be really pleased with this one. Is this the Empire Strikes Back? Is this the Terminator 2? Is this the... Come on, feed me another one. That's pretty good. Um, um, well, we were talking about like part twos earlier with songs like the unforgiven two. Oh right yeah versus that's the true what was the first one that we were talking about oh life in technicolor life in technicolor two by coldplay is much more superior than the regular old life in technicolor which i believe was in their viva la vida album if you're into coldplay uh, you know you know i know you like coldplay <laughs> 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 oh wait no that's not the that's not how that goes you know i know you're gay you like coldplay. <laughs> anyway i fucked that one up again you um, sure did and, and that doesn't age very well either so or the the, I, the, the, I the string think, of jokes well because wokeness no because people actually like coldplay now no they don't i took a 180 on coldplay a couple of years back because it just got really electronic and weird for me they veered yeah. away even from the adult contemporary, which was, I, I think, widely acceptable as kind of like that chill rock. Mm. And then they just, I don't know, uh, money, yeah. money, I guess. Well, right? yeah, I guess. Money I don't do even that. know what their new albums are called. I haven't really been tracking them. Yeah, and they don't even play them on rock stations anymore. It's more, more like on your Kiss FMs now. They're that band. They're, they're, they've... All right, they've crossed into Maroon Five territory. No. I know, I know. That's why I'm I'm very upset with Coldplay. No. Have been for the last couple of years, and I, you know, I kind of saw this coming. I saw this coming because mm-hmm. a lot of the English bands, a lot of the big English bands, were veering in that direction. Now Muse did it, but they did it more electronic, kind of DJ esque, with symphonic. It still works with them, though. Yeah, I guess. But not. But I still it, like it. But it it wasn't no like plug in baby. It wasn't you know like. Those 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 other where they can still incorporate the electronic music along with their hard rock. I know I get it. You know a lot and a lot of English bands have been doing that lately, kind of trying to mix that in and blend it in. If you guys disagree, let us know. But um, yeah, so you're talking about like the mainstream big bands. Yeah, I'm talking about like the okay. big ones that have gotten too big for the britches. You know what I'm saying? Mm. 
Yeah. The bridges, eh? The bridges. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, Mark, we wish you well, man. Why did we get into Coldplay? Let's see. Um, oh, because of the, the second book. Oh, we're, we're on. We, we passed Mark now. <laughs> We've been talking about Doug Brody. Um, yeah. Life in Technicolor 2. The Unforgiven 2 is better, in my opinion, than The Regular Forgiven by Metallica. I think uh, The Anthem Part 2 by Blink-182, which I actually have planned on um, playing that a little bit later on uh-huh. in the show. Uh, I thought was better than the regular Anthem one. So if you're into that kind of thing, check out these part twos that, that bands release every now and then. It's kind yeah. of interesting. Yeah. yeah. You know what's not a good part two? Hmm. Um, the fucking second installment of Lord of the Rings. What was it? The fucking... Two- the Ringening? No, the two towers. I think it was the two towers. Oh, the sequel. This the the yeah, second yeah, the, part the, in the trilogy. Oh, okay, yeah, oh yeah, my the god, two towers. that whole movie is they're just walking. That's the, that's been the whole meme. You're that's telling me that Gandalf hmm. could have just flown everybody there. Yeah, and this just dropped, boop, dropped just it dropped off. Dropped them off. Yeah. No, like a helicopter putting out a fire. Could have just dropped it's them not off. About the destination. It's about the journey, dude. No, it's about getting billions and billions of dollars in fucking <laughs> revenue for a, for a long movie. You're missing out with the with this the fantasy ring, the, with the yeah. rings of power. Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, we can talk about that in geeking out if you mm-hmm. want, but um, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Riveting. Well, it sounds awesome. Uh, not not for <laughs> not for me. I don't think not That's for me. That's why I didn't elaborate because I'm just like you. Just gonna. I'm, I'm just gonna, gonna tune you out. It's gonna fall on deaf ears. Yeah. No. I. I mean, maybe I'll check it out one day if there's like nothing else on, which is like virtually impossible now these days. Oh, I'm all caught up so far. I think there's just a few more episodes left. So mm-hmm. unless you're actually in the room watching it with me, you'll probably won't I'm gonna watch miss it. Out. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna do it. it. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, I'll chalk it up as uh, as it was a okay. You know, I'll and, I'll just recap what happens yeah, to you later. Yeah, do that. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. Um, all right. Well, you know, before we get into geeking out, Steph, I wanted to have a quick joint report, if you would mind. Yeah, <gasps> sure. All right. Are you on weed? Give me some. I'll smoke you two under the table. Well, I don't know if you heard, Steph, but earlier this week, there was a momentous announcement on Thursday by your boy, Joe Biden. My boy? Your boy, (laughs) Joe Biden. Now, I can't say that I saw this coming, but I am not upset that it happened. Uh, President Joe Biden announced on Thursday that he's pardoning individuals charged with a simple marijuana position on a federal level. But this decision does not affect broad groups of Americans and non-citizens charged with the crime. So, you know, we already know what that's about. He's pardoning folks. It's kind of a step in the right direction. He's also going to establish a task force to look into declassifying cannabis as a Schedule 1 drug. Just to reclassify it, Schedule 2, 3, wherever it may land, definitely doesn't belong in the Schedule 1. We've talked about that. It's been known widely. Anybody who disagrees is just really doing it for political clout at this point. Um, but what I wanted to talk about here is that what, so what does it mean? What does it mean? Like I just said, um, it, it doesn't affect broad groups of Americans and non-citizens charged with the crime. Why is that? Um, you got to figure that he's only, he's only doing this on a federal level. So it still applies to a municipal, a state, uh, law that somebody might've violated and he's calling, you know, he can't make him do it. But he's calling for the leaders of every state to look into, you know, declassifying it, at least from their schedule one, from doing the same thing that he did and just letting people off the hook for being either caught in possession of it or having used it, being held accountable for employment is another topic of discussion. So I think it's important to understand that, you know, we're not out of the weeds yet. And while this is a step in the right direction... Um, there's a lot of work to be done. What were your thoughts when you heard about this? I was like, it's about time. Yeah. Like, we, there's been many attempts to get this on the ballot. We voted for it on the state level. Mm-hmm. You know, I, but at the federal level, finally, it's getting some recognition. 
to be it's in the conversation yeah and i think it took something from the executive branch for them to actually say something because you weren't going to hear it out of congress there's too many heads in there Mm-hmm. There's too many opposing heads. Everybody's too much of a pussy to bring it up. And if they do, it's falling on deaf ears. Mm-hmm. Um, the judges aren't bringing them up. You know, so the only one that can is the actual, you know, executive branch at this point with your boy, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Sleepy Joe, man, actually coming through on a, on a, on a federally cannabis topic level. And um, uh, one thing that bothers me, though, And I'm going to overlook the fact that a few years ago, Joe Biden was actually a part of those who participated in making the laws a little bit worse for for cannabis users. I'm glad that he's kind of turned around and, and has realized that it's fucking silly to still do this. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's the that's the positive side of change. Right. right? Because, you know, mm. you view one thing a certain way and then but over time as the science changes and mm. as the society changes yeah so hopefully so do your views on that and then yeah. you know if it's a non-violent thing you know and, and some uh, similarly yeah. a lot of people would disagree that you know that's the same goes for like gay marriage or gay rights you know mm. talk about it like 30 years ago it probably is not where it was today as much as still you know there's still a lot of work to be done with that mm-hmm. you know it's it's come a long way uh but I, what bugs me still is that they don't use it, the the use of marijuana, I think, the, the word marijuana, when it should be classified as cannabis, if you want to have people take it seriously. Why do you think they still use the word marijuana to refer to it? I think it's just, I think that's just what um, society has just called it for so long, but it is scientifically called cannabis. Right. Yeah, so like in all the science papers, it's cannabis. Right. Like tobacco doesn't have another name. It's just tobacco. Yeah. Right? I I don't know why marijuana specifically has so many different terms for it. Yeah, well, I think the word marijuana came about as a uh, racial or racist type of slight against Mexicans, like marijuana and things like that um but it's it should have always been called cannabis and the fact that they use it now even in conversation even though the conversation was a positive one for the movement of trying to get cannabis recognized as not a bad drug or even a drug at all um it's it's it still bugs me that even i think we still need to change that and i know i'm i i I always kind of poke fun and tease at you know the 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 way people try to change how other people use words. I think it's important that we recognize this scientifically and appropriately as cannabis. Mm -hmm. Because I think it'll be not only taken more seriously, but it'll remove any other stigmas that people have with the association when using the word marijuana. Right. Yeah. I think that comes down to just like public health officials or even just people in in the media. Mm Mm-hmm have to start using cannabis rather than marijuana or weed because they they still use that they still use all of those words they do they do but then again those pundits that are talking that way they're likely potheads themselves you know so but but when you're hearing it from let's just say a neil degrasse tyson he's going to use the medical and scientific terms because that's the, the right way to do it yeah if you're trying to talk about it in an intelligent way to try to get a movement happening or at least inform the public about such a movement happening i don't know that just seems like a whole nother battle uh, yeah but I, it should come hand in hand i think it it does you know yeah it it should but, but anyway it, yeah it, just uh, some won't. food for thought i thought for for those folks out there uh because i now that this is a big topic of conversation and hopefully the federal um Federally, the 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 cannabis will be descheduled from uh, from that schedule one, and then you know we can begin to actually begin studying it on a federal level a lot wide you know a lot wider than before. We can start using hemp for more practical things around just things that you do every day. Uh, building oh, hell, materials hemp is actually incorporated into a lot of things more and more mm-hmm. now. Yeah, now that it's been more associated with like kind of like, well, that got legalized when CBD was cool. Yeah. With the federal, you know, with the feds. So 
um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where this goes. Hopefully, he doesn't get crushed, you know, somewhere else in, in the checks and balances. But um, at least it's happening now from an executive level. We haven't heard this at all from any president. I don't think. No, this is the first time. This is the first time we do we, at least that, that something like this goes this far. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, big ups to your boy, Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's going to do it. Smoke weed every day. So let's get started with geeking out, shall we? Your boy, David Harbour, Steph. Damn, they're this, all my boys. The, <laughs> you got a lot of boys. Uh, David Harbour, man, uh, the, the one of the favorites that came out of the Netflix series, uh, Stranger Things. He's uh, doing another project that's coming out in a couple of months, man. This, uh, this new movie that he's in, and um, I saw it as a sponsored posting on Instagram this week. Violent Night. An elite team of mercenaries breaks into a family compound on Christmas Eve, taking everyone hostage inside. However, they aren't prepared for a surprise combatant. Santa Claus is on the grounds, and he's about to show why this Nick is no saint. Mm. (laughs) So, pretty much in a nutshell, Santa Claus is a badass, uh... And, you know, he's pretty much a superhero in this in this trailer. It's a lengthy trailer. I don't know if you want me to play it. It's a lengthy trailer. Uh, it's not necessary. No, it's not necessary. Just You guys can Google it. But it looks so dope. Like, you can see all the magic that surrounds Santa. It's diehard for Santa Claus. That's what it is. That's what it's exactly what it is, is. dude. And you know what? This is going to be actually a Christmas movie. To her, it's there's, a Christmas movie. There's, but there will be no question. There won't be two factions of people that say that this is either a Christmas movie or it's not. This is absolutely a Christmas movie because it's Santa Claus and it takes place on Christmas. Yes. 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 So, um, yeah. Wanted to not let that one go before we talk about everything else that's on Geeking Out today. Uh, do yourselves a favor. If it hasn't come up on your Instagram or Facebook feed, just type it in. Violent Night. And you'll see a picture of David Harbour with a candy cane in his mouth. Jingle bell, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. What did you want? Any, anything you wanted to shoehorn in here um oh yeah spooky season yeah spooky season so i know you love listening to this podcast but just in case you wanted to listen to something spooky Uh uh-huh head on over to the cryptid factor say what now the cryptid factor that's with your boy (laughs) reese darby oh he's my boy yes he is my boy. boy he's my kiwi dan schreiber and buttons all they who the fuck is buttons is that a dog dude no it's their friend oh they just call them buttons so those three guys that's those three homies your boys Uh uh-huh have a podcast and it's called the cryptid factor Hmm. and they talk about all of these weird strange and unexplained things that are happening pretty much cryptozoology and they they do it like in a comedic sense and they actually uh go out and they'll interview people um surrounding whatever story it is so some of these some of these episodes they're spaced out because you know they all have other careers that they're doing yeah um but it's it's really enjoyable and if you want to learn more about uh cryptozoology and you know you want to laugh too that would be the podcast for you. You cannot laugh with Reese Darby. That guy's a freaking monster. And he comedian. genuinely loves all of this, you know, sci-fi cryptozoology yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's a big nerd. Oh, yeah. I know that I know that about him. So yeah. check out um the Cryptoid Factor. Okay. Yeah. Sure. After you listen to this podcast. After you of listen course, to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Once we're done here. And you want some more spookiness. We'll move your your way over there. Um one thing I wanted to bring up now this uh, this week we've got uh, I, I believe we got the second teaser for Deadpool right or was it that last week and we just didn't talk about it 
We didn't talk about it. That was okay. Yeah. Well, just we recently got a couple teasers for Deadpool, and now we know that it's going to be um, having Wolverine join them. The the classic Hugh Jackman yeah. Wolverine too. They didn't even recast with a new guy, but um, tangentially related to Deadpool. I, if you guys remember, T.J. Miller was a big part of the first two Deadpool movies as his uh, as his best friend Weasel. And um, this is making headlines because um, yesterday, and I'm getting this from The Hollywood Reporter, T.J. Miller says he won't work with Ryan Reynolds again after awkward onset Deadpool moment. So the actor who played the title character's close friend Weasel in the widely popular 2016 original film and subsequent 2018 sequel was a recent guest on Jaboy's Adam Carolla show <laughs> podcast. <laughs> During the interview, Miller said that he has no plans to work again with Ryan Reynolds following that he described what he described as an awkward onset moment with them. When uh, Adam Carolla asked Miller if he's close to Reynolds, uh, who stars as, of course, Deadpool, he says, I got along with him a lot better on the first Deadpool because he wasn't a huge movie star, like a huge, huge movie star. Um, he explains that he loves him as a comedian, but that he felt that Reynolds had changed after the phenomenal surface, uh, sorry, success of the first film. Uh, so he's claiming that, you know, the fame and success changed Ryan Reynolds. And if anything, I think that made him more endearing. No, at least his public persona is. Yeah, I I don't know. I like Ryan Reynolds. I didn't see. I don't know him personally, but, you know. Now, when he's when he asked him, you know, would you work with him again? He's like, would I work with him again? No, I would not work with him again. But I've said that I'm out about Michael Bay and now we're friends and I would work with him again. But I think Michael Bay is different. And I think he talk he's talking about his wasn't he wasn't he in one of the Transformers films, TJ Miller? He was, right? Uh, Sounds right. Probably. Sounds right. Michael yeah, it would be a Transformers movie. Yeah. Um he he went on to say that it's weird that he hates me. So yeah, he, he's under the impression that Ryan Reynolds hates him. He says that we had a really weird moment on Deadpool where he said, "Let's do one more take." And then as the character, he was horrifically mean to me as if I'm Weasel. So he was like, "You know what's great about you, Weasel? You're not the star, but you do just enough exposition so that it's funny and then we can leave and get back to the real movie." Miller referred to the purported incident as not a great experience for me, and he recalled himself and other members of the film's team being unsure of how to respond. Miller, who said that he never asked Reynolds about the moment, added that he doesn't wish the franchise ill will, but he has no intention of returning, although that he implied that he was not even asked to return in the first place. Um, so it just seems to me like he might have taken a quick kind of quip out of context, this article also goes on to say that, you know, the TJ's credibility hasn't been great either. Because didn't he get kicked out of the last season of um, Silicon Valley? Or he wasn't in it, at least, right? I, yeah. It, I because think, of his alcoholism? I think so. And then he had to... I don't know if he went to rehab or... I was mm. watching an interview with him, and he said that he just left with his wife mm -hmm. to just kind of recover. So I don't know what that entails. But he did take a break from his career. One of the actresses from Silicon Valley, Alice Wetterland, um, said in a tweet that Miller was a bully and petulant brat during her time on the show and that he was enabled by other powerful members of the comedy series team. At the time, HBO said in a statement that the company was disappointed to learn of her concerns. And now, I mean, we, we, we know what he can be. I'm sure T.J. Miller is a really nice guy. And I, but I think he might go too far on some things. Well, we don't really know because we only oh. have one side of the story at this point. Yeah, we weren't there. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. And I don't know that Ryan Reynolds would respond to this. Doesn't seem like the kind of guy who would, or at least his PR team wouldn't let him. I mean, does he need a response? I don't know that he does. And while I think that Weasel was a big part in kind of establishing the Deadpool story, he's probably no longer needed in you know, moving forward. He's a bartender. Yeah, but it was like his best friend. His he gave him... His best friend? His, his best friend. <laughs> and I took a dab, everybody. Uh, and he's also uh, the guy who came up with Deadpool, sort of. No? The name. 
In the movie. Yeah, in the movie. Because they had a dead pool. Right. Of who would die out of all the mercenaries. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think? I don't know. I don't know how this is news. (laughs) I really don't. It's like, just give us the cast Uh already. But, you know, if he doesn't come back, it doesn't come back. I mean, it just, you know, he doesn't have ill words. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. There's really nothing there. Right? I I guess. I guess if you look at it that way, you're right. Thanks for that story. Yeah. Back to you in the studio. (laughs) We'll be right back. Uh, I, I don't know what else. I mean, uh, I haven't really been keeping up. Like Andor, we've been we we're so behind. No, I think we decided that we were just gonna wait to binge the whole thing. I'm down. Uh, I'm yeah, down for that because yeah. it seems like a bingeable type of show. There are a couple episodes that are less than thirty minutes, mm. and then you know when you have episodes back to back, it automatically skips the credits yeah, for the next yeah. episode. Yeah. Or for the current episode into the next episode, so we can just watch it. We've been keeping up with Rick and Morty, though. We've been keeping up with She-Hulk. That's been okay. Oh, that Daredevil episode. The Daredevil episode was dope. I uh, I like that. So good. So the so this is an introduction to Daredevil as a reboot to his character, and uh, you pointed out that they're using his first uniform, the yellow. Yeah, and we have talked about this Mm -hmm. on the pod. Mm -hmm. That yellow red scheme that was. in the comics, it is his original costume before he went like full red. Yeah. Yeah. But it, they've already established um, that he has his own practice. And so that is continuity between his series and She-Hulk now. Mm-hmm. So. So you think it's a continuation rather than a reboot for I the character? I don't think they're going to reboot the whole character. Well. They're just going to streamline him in somehow and they did that successfully in this episode yeah and then the vincent d'onofrio as the kingpin it's gonna be it's the same back. kingpin yeah. from yeah well actually they're making him bigger they're making him appear bigger on screen uh in the mcu yeah he well he looked pretty big in in daredevil but now he looks no bigger. he looks fucking menacing yeah. over and uh when he was on uh whatchamacallit's show uh jeremy renner come on you gotta help me out here uh tony hawk uh hawkeye yeah, there Damn, you go. Tony there Hawk. you go. That wasn't the show, though. No? What was what, it? What was the show called? I don't know. It, was, it's not, it wasn't Hawkeye? Hawkeye and Friends? Hawkeye and Friends. Am I crazy? What was the fucking name of the show? Was it not Hawkeye? Kate Bishop was her name. Okay. What was the name of the show? You're the one giving me shit. Was it not Hawkeye? <laughs> is it Hawkeye? It's Hawkeye. It is Hawkeye. Jesus Christ. <laughs> See, I'm not going crazy here. You give yourself an just, I just had a dab. I'm not <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, She-Hulk has been pretty fucking satisfying, I got to say. Except for the animation, which I'm choosing to look past. It's not great. The, 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 the computer animation. CGI on like her appearance. Mm. I, I liked her uniform. I liked her, her spandex, you know, superhero uniform. That for me was reminiscent of the Avengers full bodysuit when they went to um, fucking Quantum Leap mm. through that shit. Mm-hmm. That, that maroon and white okay. bodysuit. Do you remember that? Nope. Which what, I don't know what you're talking about. <sighs> Damn, I gotta find it. It's like it's a specific, like a movie, TV show. What no, are you in about? the Avengers. I oh. think it was in. I believe it was Endgame. Okay. They were all standing in that circle. Oh, oh, those oh, body suits. Those body suits. Yeah, I see what you mean now. Uh, yeah, I guess kind it of. Looks, it it's looks similar. like that, except it's just instead of it's mar- instead of maroon and white, it's. Mm. White and purple. Well, I mean, it's just it's stretchy material. Yeah. Because she's going to grow and shrink. It's spandex. Right. It's yeah. pretty much spandex. <laughs> but I think, it, you know, just like any other superhero material, you're going to want that cloth to be able to absorb punishment, to uh, survive in high temperature situations, mm-hmm. you know? Nanotechnology. Right. Right. Which is... Spider I, silk. Um, and it's nice to know that now we the, the universe has been introduced to the guy who makes these costumes, mm-hmm. 
which is kind of a subtle kind of thing that they threw in there. He's like, yeah, somebody makes these costumes. Who is it? And now we met him. And it's just some flamboyant dude who is really reminiscent of um, the, the character. What's her name from the, from the Incredibles? From the Incredibles? Oh, let me look that, that lady. up. But that, you know, little, that, that little short lady with the hair that always just looks right. disappointed with what you're wearing. <laughs> yeah. That Andy Warhol-esque kind of look about her. Um, yeah, I think that they're using that as kind of like an undertone to this character's persona. I forget this Edna. Character. Edna, right. <laughs> yeah. She was probably one of my favorite um, uh, things in The Incredibles. Things? Yeah. People? People. Characters. Words. Blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What else did you want to talk about? That uh, it? Lots that, of spookies. We haven't caught up with that on season two yet. That uh, werewolf. Ah, uh, uh-huh. Josh so, and, and, and the Foo are giving it uh, good marks. What is so, it called? Werewolf by Night. Werewolf by Night. Yeah, we, we still need to watch that one. We'll probably talk about that next time we do a pod by then. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, I've seen some other clips of it, and they use some pretty cool CGI, even though it's kind of filmed in this kind of old-style, black-and-white, 1930s, grainy film style. You still get a lot of CGI in there. Yeah. So I, I, that's pretty dope. And and supposedly, it's supposed to expand the MonsterVerse. Yeah. So uh, that I know nothing about. Do you? You get the you, those classic monsters. Is That's a DC thing. That's a, that's a universal thing. Well, then why is there a werewolf in this one? I don't fucking know, man. Werewolves are universal. Aren't they? Isn't it ubiquitous? Uh, does, does somebody own werewolves? I believe werewolves are pronounced werewolf. Because <laughs> you're a foo? <laughs> Stupid. It's a full moon today. It is a full moon today. It's a full moon. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Thanks, Steph. Um, I think that's going to do it for Geeking Out. You good with that? I'm cool. All right. Let's finish this off with the music highlights. Well, Steph, guess who I'm talking about today once again? Your boy. My boy, Zach. No. Well, I could. I could if you want me to, but I'm not. Well, let me just give him a mention. Zach DeLaRocha, unfortunately, canceled the rest of the Rage Against the Machine tour. The tour that we thought we were going to see him in February over in Glendale, Arizona. The tour that we've been hanging on to tickets for at least for over two years. No, we bought these tickets. 2019. 2019. It's three years now. Twenty. Yeah, this time uh-huh, of the year, uh-huh. 2019, three years. <sighs> so it would have been three and a half years before we actually saw him, and it was on the calendar. I already asked for my PTO from 20, work. 21, 22, 23. Yeah. That's four years. Well, not quite, because we bought him around this time of the year in 2019. So it would have been like... Just round up. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. We've not. been holding on to these tickets for four years. <laughs> no. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. God damn it. All right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so um, no other news. I mean, the fact that he had to cancel it was, you know, majorly and 100% due to his Achilles heel tendon. Apparently, he only had like 8% of it in use. That's fucking scary, dude. And he was still playing shows and kind of like rocking out and punishing his heel yeah. on the ground. You would see him on the box that he was sitting on while he was, you know, was doing the vocals for the for these shows. And he'd be rocking out so hard where he would like be slamming and tapping if I say tap the toe or tap the shoe, that's not doing it. He was fucking slamming his foot on the ground as he was rocking out. I, he probably made it worse. Yeah, I Tons bet. worse oh, by yeah, doing I that. Oh, yeah, I bet. And not only that, but you still have to walk from point A to point B, touring all over the place. Yeah, you're pretty much being carried around, or if not, you're like on a cane or, if you're smart, in a wheelchair. Because he's just punishing himself at this point. And you got to give it the proper recovery time, the proper treatment. Can you even get surgery on that? Yeah, yeah, there's surgery for it. So that's you know, likely like, what he's going to be doing. Basketball players get it. Yeah. Football players get it. You know what the uh, what part of the body that lifts? 
Mm. So your Achilles tendon is on the back of your ankle. Yeah. That attaches to your calf muscles. Yeah. So that actually, when you when you use the calf muscles, it actually pulls your foot into um, toe touch. Mm-hmm. So it allows you to push off the floor. Yeah. So if you don't have that, then you're just gonna have to swing your foot over, <laughs> and it sucks because yeah. then the whole leg just gets messed up. Right. My um, my elementary school teacher, uh, he he was pitching like a ball or throwing a football to a kid one day, and then out of nowhere, he he stumbles into the classroom because he he ripped he just ripped his Achilles by doing that. And uh, he used to play football back when he was in UCLA. Uh, so you know he's he was he's kind of an athletic dude. But he was more like that pachuco type of old style mm. foo kind of mm-hmm. kind of guy. He always wore like sandals, those Mexican sandals, <laughs> those like uh, Cuba Vera kind of shirts and, yeah. and and pants. How high were his socks? <clears throat> um, he, he, I think he pa- he would pass his sock check oh, on any cool. given day, okay. on any okay. given motherfucking day. Okay. The guy was a G. He was one of my favorite teachers ever. He was my teacher from third, fourth, and fifth grade, and he tore his Achilles. And uh, completely, like it didn't even hang on like Zach Delaruches is right now, where like the entire uh, calf just like sl- slingshotted into his knee, mm-hmm. where like the whole thing was just fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. He had to get some surgery. And this was in the early 90s. So I'm sure the surgeries weren't as sophisticated as they are now. No. And uh, he probably never was able to rock- walk the same ever again. There was. Um just recently, the Olympics that just passed, there was a, uh, an Olympian gymnast mm. that tore his Achilles, and the recovery was supposed to be uh, at least six months. But since he's an athlete, you know, they train better, uh, they have a better outcome. Yeah. He pushed it to three months. Like he was able Jeez. to kind of recover in three months, but you can tell mm. he was still struggling yeah. every single time he performed. Um, but that's even that's, that's a short recovery time. Like yeah, six I, months. Some people don't even rehab anything. in six months. Yeah. Like after a major surgery like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to give it time to heal. So we'll see what happens, man. Um, so everybody who's listening and got tickets to that and are somehow finding out through us, uh, you're, you're going to get your refund uh, within the next 30 days. And if you paid with cash, you need to contact where you bought your tickets so that you can get that refund issued back to you. Uh, as just a heads up to everybody. But uh, moving on, I wanted to talk about Paramore, too. They're back in the scene, and they came out with a, with a single. Now, this is different. This, is, this does not sound like Paramore. Have you heard it? Uh, I've heard a snippet of it. Yeah, this yeah. is Why is yeah. the name of the new song. Um, here, I'll, uh, I was only going to play a snippet, but since you have only ever heard the snippet, I'm going to play up until like a good, healthy length. So this is, this is Why by Paramore. the gist of it steph what what, now, what are your thoughts that's uh, a little more on the mellow side but it's not paramore right yeah. not the not not how we know them not how we've known them and you know what obviously it is paramore this is how now yeah. how they've tried to i guess they're trying to rebrand themselves at least this is how they're doing it with this first single for their new album call coming out soon mm-hmm. um but i guess 
to me, this gives Paramore a third dimension to them because we we were introduced to them as this post-hardcore, not really po- post-hardcore, it's kind of like emo kind of band, right? That right. high-energy band that fits in that list of genres. And then we were introduced to this style of Paramore, um, this kind of dance style that they played a lot. And I want to give this as an example. Ain't, ain't it fun? You know, this is more danceable. This is more cheery, and I think this is the a different dimension to what we just heard. With this is why, yeah. You know what I mean? No, I get it. And I think they have a little bit something for everybody. If you ask me, now, 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 that, now, yeah. now that they have a more of a mellow flavor to them, I think what's happening is that they're changing with the times. So mm. when they first came out, it was a heavy emo yeah. scene, yeah, which they fit. And when It Ain't Fun came out, there was a lot of dance music that sounded exactly like that mm-hmm. that came out. Yeah. And now, this is why their latest single mm-hmm. is a little bit more mellow, and a lot of songs are coming out like that. So I think they are shifting with the time. So I think that their shift is appropriate, but if you want one band to keep to their true sound, the evolution of their music isn't going to work for you. Yeah. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. Similarly, speaking of that, you know, one of the biggest freaking singles, Misery Business, they and then they, they said that they were going to retire it back in 2018 and um, they they brought it back. They brought it back in a show and, and pretty much the reason they stopped playing it is because Haley was getting like threats of being canceled because she used the word whore and it's not very much of it's not a feminist song at all it's a great song though it regardless. Was a great song. it's probably their best song she says she wrote it when she was 17 uh so like she wasn't so woke i guess at 17 and who really is um yeah but uh you know she she uh, when she brought it back at a recent show now that they're touring again she's just like just make it make sense like it's not any guy who's going to call a woman a whore is not a good dude anyway but Mm -hmm. you know we're we're all singing this song because it's it's nostalgia of of who we were back then yeah not because we fucking mean what it says it made for awesome it just made for an awesome time when you heard this song on the radio yeah so her bringing it back she's doing it for us old school fans. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, not yeah. the new ones. Yeah, because she's getting a, a shitload of hate for her for like, for like her bringing it back like this. And, you know, she's taking ownership, too. She's not even, like, passing the buck to her bandmates. Um, she's just like, no, we're, we're bringing it back because I think it's a great nostalgic thing to do. And anybody who really believes that women are second to men is just a trash person to begin with. So exactly, let's just have some fun. Is pretty yeah. much what she's trying to say, which I am. I'm, I get behind that because we're we're all about the melody of the music. Mm-hmm. Like, do you even know what the lyrics of that song are? You uh, don't. I mean, I do, but I I don't know. But you don't. I, I don't. I haven't memorized them. That's exactly. Nobody me. knows the lyrics to that song. <laughs> People know the lyrics to that song. They know the lyrics to the chorus. <laughs> no, but like, there's Paramore fans out there, Steph. I know, like, but outside of that, <laughs> okay. All right. You you listen to it for the melody. Yeah, no, that's it's a, what you, that's, it's a, it's a fucking mm-hmm, earworm mm-hmm, of a song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited even more now to go see them. Hell yeah! At the end of this month, uh, actually, in a couple of weeks. Couple of we're weeks. gonna be out there in Vegas at the When We Were Young Fest. Who's and, on the road? Uh, <laughs> but um, moving on, <clears throat> Josh Klinghoffer. You know him, right? You love him. Is this your boy? This is, <laughs> this is your boy. <laughs> 
Josh Klinghoffer, he uh, recently was the guitar the guitarist uh, for the Red Hot Chili Peppers for 10 years. Can you believe it? 10 years. He was he, yeah, and now recently he's been doing a lot of work with the um uh, with Pearl Jam. But um can you believe that in his entire time that he was with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, he refers to the time as being enormously stifling creatively. Uh, now, this uh, this article here that I found on musicnews.com, I don't know if this is fair to say that he was kicked out of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I think he just wasn't invited back <laughs> to write their new album. I mean, now you've got two albums under John Frusciante's belt in, in like a short amount of time, mm-hmm. which is impressive, which means that, man, these guys were like hankering for John to come back, which I can... Yeah, I'm not hating him for that. Yeah. But... I found it interesting that they didn't invite him back to play even as a second guitarist because that's how he was originally introduced to the Red Hot Chili Peppers. If you remember, uh, one of the last times that we saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers, we saw, of course, John Frusciante was the lead guitarist. And then off to the side, we saw another guitarist, and that was Josh Klinghoffer. And then when John left, they're just like, well, Josh, you're up. You know, you you just got boosted up to to, uh, first chair. And, um, well, it's funny that to read that he wasn't, perfectly happy and i can understand that and he did too he says i did 10 i did a perfect 10 years with them but for as much as i love those guys and love playing with them it was all also enormously stifling creatively they're an established band with an established sound and i learned over time how little deviating from that was possible uh, he also explained that he initially tried to avoid certain chords in his writing as if they sounded like something John would play or something from a previous record. And he also added, I thought that I was doing a good job ri- writing with them, but it wound up not kind of becoming part of my story or it's part of my story with them. It's a small part if it is a story with them. As much as I thought that they were up for the experimentation, they generally kind of just stayed in their own lane. And that's... I can see Flea and Chad and Anthony doing mm. that, um, kind of being sent in their ways musically. You kind of know them as that funk punk band. Right. You know? And Josh did leave his flavor, I thought. Um, a lot of those songs were, even though they were mellow, they were different. It's kind of like how when um, when Hillel Slovak, their first guitarist, was different from john it, they still started off as that like funk punk but they were more like a funk hardcore punk back then and then you had john of course for for a period of time and then dave navarro was their guitarist mm-hmm. and there was a difference between john and dave navarro um not for me i probably wouldn't pick that as my top albums a lot of people would uh, i think what was it the mother's milk album with uh with dave navarro that was that mm-hmm. um I think they had aeroplane in that. It was kind of just they just kind of took a weird turn, but I think I still I, I'm not hating that John's back. And if I get a chance to see Red Hot Chili Peppers again, I will. I um, like John. Yeah, I like his style. And, but talking about Josh again, we recently saw him when we saw Pearl Jam, mm-hmm. and um, you know it's funny he's been with Pearl Jam for a number of years now. I found this video of him doing a fucking awesome solo to Alive. And you'll uh, I'm not going to play the whole clip, which is like almost six minutes long, but I'll start it at like just before the third minute uh, hits where they're playing Alive, one of Pearl Jam's most recognizable and most famous and one of the best songs that they've ever written, Alive. They had Josh Klinghoffer come on. Well, he was just actually standing on the sidelines. He was just kind of looking on. And then uh, Mike McCready... You'll see him. Um, people watching this can't see it because I'm not going to post it up there. But Steph, you're going to be able to see that Mike McCready at a certain point in the middle of the Alive solo takes off his guitar, hands it to Josh. Josh is like, no, like, what are you doing? And then he comes out and finishes the solo. So here, I'll start it right here. <clears throat>
took off his guitar. He's handing it over to Josh. He's like, put this on, motherfucker. He's like, no way, man. Like, take it. And Mike just walks away. So now you're hearing Josh. taking pictures in the back. Steph, is that Chad? That's Chad. That's Chad uh, from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Their drummer is also just kind of on looking, kind of be like that proud older brother. Yeah. Looking on, which is nice. Well, I mean, this is from 2018. So March 21st, 2018, they played this concert at Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. Um, so they, I guess he's been doing this kind of thing with Pearl Jam for a long time. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's nice. That's it's, dope. it's nice to see, you know, where, where the root, where it all rooted and uh, were they doing a tour with the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Is that why they were together in the oh, same place? That I sounds right. I don't know. It sounds right. That's your RHCP Live yeah. channel? Yeah, on on YouTube. It doesn't matter. Uh-huh. But <laughs> um, can I move on or are yeah, you looking yeah. it up? No, you can. Uh... You're looking it up. What do you got there? What did you look up? Why are you on Pornhub? I looked up Pearl Jam plus oh. Red Hot Chili Peppers 2018. You just typed in a P. In oh, Lollapalooza South American Concerts. Mm. Oh, okay. So they did tour together uh-huh. that year. Uh-huh. Oh, that explains a lot. Well, that explains how you know, the relationship came to be. And it's nice that he, uh, that he has work with Pearl Jam. Also, how dare you bring Pornhub up? What do you mean? Look, I have... We'll get into this later. What the fuck? (laughs) Anyway, last but not least, Blink-182 wiped their Instagram as mysterious posters appear. People are talking about how Blink-182 have been uh, like doing this rebrand, this quiet rebrand of themselves. Paramore just did it where they kind of just deleted everything that was on their Instagram. Uh, Blink-182 just posted up their old logo pre-Matt Skiba logo. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and people are just saying, Tom is back. Nobody's announced anything. There's, there hasn't been anything you know, out there right now, but everybody's yeah. just like, Tom is back. And also these new posters slash billboards that you're seeing now, it just it's the old logo. It's the old Blink-182 mm-hmm. logo. And the fans are convinced that the band are set to announce something in the very near future. And they're after they've wiped the official Instagram page, the official Blink-182 website is also currently down, displaying a message that it's under construction and to check back soon. Mm-hmm. while the band's Instagram page is completely blank. It comes as the band's official Twitter account has liked a series of tweets from tw- 2013 talking about Blink-182 in 2023, while across their social media profiles, all of the bios have been changed to read crappy punk rock since 1992. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what? I've seen a lot of bands when they're coming out with a new album. Yeah. They're 
like Instagram profile will get deleted and they will only have promos for the new album. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's anything out of the ordinary because I've seen many other bands do it. But the old logo. Yeah, I know. I get what they're saying. And even Tom DeLonge's Instagram says that he's part of Blink-182 or he, like, he associates his association to other bands. It's included in the list of, of like Angels and Airways, Blink-182, all that shit that he's a part of. Look, the bottom line is he ran out of money searching for UFOs and needs to come back to the band so yeah. that he can refund. No, no, agreed. I think that's all, all of that is project. happening. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But as we were talking about before, as an excuse to play this song, uh, a lot of the songs or a lot of sequels are better than the first. At least in my opinion, this is one example of that. This is off of uh, one of my favorite album titles, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket by Blink-182. This is the opening track because it follows the, um, the previous album. The last track on that previous album, which was the Enema of the State album, the last track was called Anthem. This album starts that this album with Anthem Part 2. familiar with the original anthem track no were, were you a fan of the enema of the state album when that came out um i was never really a big blink 182 fan mm-hmm. so i never really got into the music until like later in life yeah i so, was no. I, I i can never say that i was a like a huge fan i was just always aware of them yeah like i would um i wouldn't say that i bought their records but i would have friends who would have the records and then I would borrow them and listen to yeah. them. And I'd be like, yeah, okay, yeah. I, this is what they're up to. I agree. Boom. I am most familiar with the Take Off Your Pants and Jacket album. Okay. Yeah. It's a good album. It's a good follow-up album uh, to the Enema of the State, which kind of put them on the map. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dude Ranch put them on the map with Damn It. But then when they got Travis Parker on you know, on Enema of the State, and he just fucking blew our minds... Uh, on that album that's that's he's he's blink 182 people argue that it's it's uh mark and tom but without um without travis it's it's different it's not the same they're just another sloppy punk band Mm -hmm. i think uh yeah yeah would you watch him would you go see him because they're obviously going to do a nostalgia tour yeah yeah i would yeah i wouldn't mind Mm -hmm. um saw I, it was like a the pop disaster tour with green day it was jimmy world green day and blink 182 mm-hmm. this was years ago i think i probably was still in high school when that was around and uh my mom took me and that was um it was my first time seeing blink 182 
So you actually have seen them. I've never seen them. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's cool. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Were they good? Or were they yeah. sloppy? No, because I I I was a huge Green Day fan, so I loved Green Day, and they came out after them, so they closed out the show, Blink-182. Okay. So what I saw was just like, mm, it was cool, but um, during that tour, they had uh, Travis strapped down to oh, the drum set, and dope. they flipped him over. Yeah. So that was like- That's cool. That was a big thing. The only other band who did that at that time, I think, was just uh, Slipknot. That did that with Joey Jordanson, no, R.I.P. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, cool. Cool, man. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, I think that's going to do it for music. And the show, man. So what did you think about this one, Steph? Short and sweet. Is it short and sweet? Nope. Damn it. <laughs> we crossed the hour mark. <laughs> it was. Let's just say it was sweet. Uh, Josh, I hope... Uh, wait, you're not sick, really. You're fine. No, he's too busy with his fantasy foosball. No, he was going to coach, too. Some so- some And kids the other ASO foosball. Game. Yeah. He's got two foosballs. To in- juggle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A lot of balls. And uh, Mark, we'll, we'll figure out when we can get you on in person here, because it's always a great time having you. Yeah, recover first and then... Yeah, don't yes. be passing around the vid. Um, yeah, that's it. All right, well, come on back next week. And thank you all very much for listening into the Food Bar Show. Remember to hit subscribe and be sure to rate, review, and tell a friend like a freaking champion. You can also listen in and get our swag at foobarshow.com. That's F-O-O-Barshow.com. And follow F-O-O-Barshow on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Join in, drop us a line, and we'll fill it up like a couple of foos. Ah! I've been Joe C. Have a sip. Signing off saying, don't be a